0: Welcome aboard, my fellow Americans, Uh, Malcolm at eight, the voice of a nation. Here we are again. And Constitution is what I want to talk about today in free speech. Uh, It's one of the beautiful things we have living in America. First Amendment, First Amendment. So, What what does the First Amendment give us? First Amendment gives us basically five freedoms. We have the freedom of speech. We have the press, freedom of press, right, petition, freedom to a petition, assembly, and freedom of religion. With all that, these five principal points are, that's why they're in the First Amendment. I mean, they're critical to Americans' uh, salvation, to this nation. But the most important of all those has got to be freedom of speech, because without freedom of speech, everything else gets pretty well shut down. we got to be able to speak freely, right? Free speech is the cornerstone of our constitutional republic. You agree with that? But there are consequences, of course, by using free speech we see in today's world, like losing friends, right? That's that, that happens. Pissing off family members. They won't talk to you again, that kind of thing. Losing your job. Or in cases like here, when you're running a network, getting hate mail and death threats in, that sort of thing. But the concept is basically Americans have the right to express opinions without government censorship or control. And more importantly, they can't put you in prison by expressing your opinion. Now, you can't say that about everywhere in the world. You can't say that. It's not the same. But here in this country, that is supposed to be the way it is. It not only protects speech that people like. Right That we agree with, but it protects speech that people don't like. As when it comes to free speech, friends, either everyone is protected, we're all covered, or no one is at all. And, and this gets interesting now in a lot of different ways that are impacting our lives today. You know, we, we have the power, basically, to call our government out for its corruption and abuse. God knows there's plenty of that, isn't there? And most importantly, unpopular opinions are protected just the same. So that's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful thing about our country. But there's a lot of gray areas I want to talk to you about today that will get to the crux of why we're having the kind of problems we're having. And what it means exactly, because there's a lot of misnomers about free speech. A lot of people are confused by it. And we are being muzzled. We're being muzzled. We're being taken down. There's a bigger picture here. There's something else. There's another narrative that's developing that people just don't talk about. The first thing I want to understand is the difference between public and private entities, okay? Probably about everybody listening to this message today has probably been censored or shadow banned in some particular way. Probably most people have been, and, and surely conservatives have been without a doubt. Social media sites, Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter. There's a whole host of them, friends. And uh, uh, they all censor on a regular basis. If they don't like your comments or they think they doesn't agree with some other sort of narrative, well, they censor you. And they put you in a little bad boy school, a little girl school, and they shut you off. They treat you like a little child, basically, you know, take away your stuff. And a lot of people scream just like childs, just like children. You know, I don't want, I don't like that. They're censoring me. Problem is, these companies and organizations, uh, they don't they don't have to feed to the narrative for free speech. And we talk about it and people think that they're supposed to give you your free speech because it says that in the Constitution. That doesn't tie in social media outlets or media outlets or private entities, but they can do what they want to do. They're private companies and they do. And they're very capable of doing it. And you see it all the time. Listen, I I myself, I've I've been tossed off Facebook. I've been tossed off Facebook. I stopped posting to YouTube several years ago because it's a Marxist video site. They would just throw all our videos off if they didn't like them, didn't like the headlines or didn't like. And, you know, I'm not doing really anything out of the ordinary. And there's nothing inflammatory going on over here, man. It's all just putting our truth out there. Our opinions our free speech. But these people don't have to honor our free speech. They have private entities. They can have the good old boys club over there or just Democrats uh, invited. You're not invited. Problem is they put out a different narrative is what happens. And it's a different narrative that, uh, you know, that uh, you can't really, that you don't have to subscribe to. It's a different narrative than what they know. So this whole thing with public and private entities, people get confused with it. And it's important we understand, friends. That they have a right to, we have a right not to use their services. So a lot of you cats out there get upset because Twitter is violating your free speech. They're not violating your free speech. They're just a Marxist company to begin with. That's it now. Some people would argue it's changed a little bit since Elon Musk. and, And maybe it has, and I'm not here to debate Elon Musk or Twitter today. Uh, But, uh, and they still are censoring to the degree, to some degree. There are still the the Nazi pirates are still in there doing things. So I hear from people all the time that are upset because they've been censored or blocked or can't get on there. It's, it's, it's child. It's a, it's a child's play. It's, it's, it's all just a child's play. It's, it's not just upper management or who's running the farm. It's who's down below that's pulling the, you know, the levers, right? That's what always happens to these kinds of organizations. But the whole the only way to kick back at the social media, it's the Facebooks, the YouTubes, the Linkedins, the Twitters is the free market. The free market has to take control and the free market. It's about choice. So if you don't like Twitter or Facebook or whatever, or the Nazi police at YouTube or Google, then you go to what? True Social or Getter or Gab or somewhere else. One of these other. And there's a whole bunch of them coming off the ground. They're everywhere. They're a little late getting to the game, no question. They're they're, you know, I mean, they're definitely late. I mean, not everything else is fully developed. And that's where the Marxists, or the communists, were well ahead of free thinkers. Free thinkers weren't playing well when the Marxists got going with this whole media landscape and social media, is what happened, right? So, friends, the bigger problems here that I want to talk to you about is the media narratives, uh, the deceit and the outright lies. Now, that's a different thing. Media outlets, again, they have a right. It's their free speech, but they can put out all their lies and deceit and narratives that they want. And they do. And the other thing, if they're not doing the lies and the deceit and all of the you know, you know what they also do is they avoid the story altogether they just don't cover it they don't cover the story and that's uh, there are so many examples of that we, we could sit here for days and talk about those examples but the biggest one in recent immediate memory is the hunter biden laptop i mean that that story right there explains everything i'm talking about the new york post was lambasted and thrown away and the You know, the Twitter did what they wanted to do because that was their agenda. They they were a private entity. They can do what they want to do. And they did. And then the rest of the media fell right in line. And they just simply didn't cover the story. They were giving it zero seconds on ABC News, NBC, CBS, CNN, zero seconds. They weren't covering this stuff at all. And they made the post for reporting the truth, the bad guys. But this has become common play today, friends. That's just one example of a myriad of them. If they're all over in the COVID world, we'll talk to somebody today who'll, who'll prove what I'm talking to you about right there. But you know what I'm saying? These are everywhere, these examples. Now, here's the point. Here's the big point here. We as we, the people, as the public, have to make a choice. We have to make a choice as to, really as to character, character, Who do we want to play with? Who do we want to talk to with the media? Who do we listen to? Who do we, you know, who do we give our business to in the media world? Who do we play with in the social media world? It's the same thing. Same thing with government officials, actually. You know, government officials also are entitled to free speech. They're citizens. So they they lie like hell, and they're not going to go to jail for it, friends. They also have free speech. The bigger problem is the American people have to really... Know who they're trusting and who they're following and who they're getting their news and their resource and information from. You understand? That's what's really got to happen here. That's what's not happening, and that's a problem. And we we don't. A lot of people don't. They don't have a good judge of character. They're not judging character with the with the people they're following. Even the people they were electing a high office. They're not judging that character. Right? The media outlets and who they're it's. They're not being. You know. They're not discerning that information. And so and then the social media said thing. So that's part and parcel where we have the problem today. Now, I've got to tell you, I'm a little rip and tick today for a lot of reasons. And, you know, the whole thing today that runs the conversation I'm going to have with you and we'll have Dr. Paul Alexander on a little bit hereafter. here. here uh, he'll have a lot to say about things as well. Uh, and as we, we peel this thing, but I got to tell you something here. What really drives a lot of these narratives today is the court of public opinion. That's what really matters, is the court of public opinion. And it's the media who who they twist truth. If they don't, listen, they don't cover the story to begin with. They don't cover the story. But when they do cover it, they lie like hell. And they put their angle on it, their communist Spin or agenda—they did that throughout the Trump years. As as uh, as Dr. Alexander would tell you today, I'm absolutely certain of it. He was there. he's he seen it all. He, he he's firsthand knowledge of this. You know, I mean, he, he he'd tell you right what was going on. But that's exactly what I'm talking about. But friends, it comes down to the court of public opinion. That's what matters. And the fact that we have to have better discernment. With character, character matters and who we're following, who we're thinking and what's happening. And we can't do that in a vacuum. We have to reach out to other people. Now, I'm going to give you one example here and then we're going to then we're going to take a fresh look here. We're going to take a pause and we'll bring Dr. Paul on and we'll talk about some things here. But before I go there, I want to share with you. Now, we run a program and a network here at America Out Loud that thrives on free speech, opinions, and commentary. That's who we are. It's what we do. We're a grassroots movement. We honor free speech. We honor free thought, opinion. We have to stay, ladies and gentlemen, friends. We can't be gross, and we don't want to be talking hate or race, racist. We don't be racist, that's I mean, there are some borderline things we want to do to still have a family friendly organization. You, you agree with that, right? You agree with that. That's important. And, and that's the predicate we have the platform based on. But we listen, we publish things all the time that I, I, I don't agree with, but I don't have to agree to it. What's really lost in our country? And, and I could have an aneurysm talking about this is diversity of thought, diversity of opinion. It's lost. It's a lost art. It's either you agree with me, hooray for me, or the hell with you. I don't want to follow I don't like your opinion. And we've lost that in our country. We no longer can talk at the water cooler and have a respectful conversation. So, well, I politely disagree. We're not supposed to agree on everything, people. That's free thought. God didn't design us all to be thinking alike. Why can't people get this through their thick heads? It's, it, it, we're losing what we bring to the table of free speech, free thoughts, free thinkers, a free society. But we're losing it, man. And the problem is we're being led down the yellow brick road from a bunch of Nazis. And that's really, that's the crux of the problem. A lot of the problems we talk about every day and all the things we talk about in political circles and social cultural circles and wokeism and all of this nonsense of trans and all of it, it all falls into the capacity of what I'm talking about now. We've lost our way and the fourth estate is dead. The days of Walter Cronkite, they're gone, man. And now it's being run by just a few at the top. And they're controlling the narrative like puppet strings of what you can and can't say. As a pure example, there are some organizations, some media organizations, who follow networks and news groups like America Out Loud. And they call us out to be bad names and bad things. Those people can call me anything. I really don't give a rat's ass what people call me. I don't pay attention to it. As long as they call me, I'm happy. It doesn't matter. I I respect people's thoughts and opinions, and I'm okay with it, man. I'm not sensitive. It's all right. You don't have to like my thought. I don't have to like your thought. We can still be friends, can't we? Or maybe not. I don't know. (laughs) But you can't get all caught up into this world in the way that they do. But these media groups, I want to make this big point with you now. These media groups, they take organizations like America Out Loud and they twist it to their narrative and they put it out there because they want to drive the court to public opinion. They want to drive the people to think that, oh, my God, that America Out Loud strike. That's an extremist Nazi narrative of those people are MAGA people, MAGA Republicans, those people, those ugly people. That's who they are. That's what these media groups do. Now, listen, on a day-to-day basis here, people, I get hate mail-in. I get all kinds of death threats. that We've gotten them right along. I, I, I don't pay attention, frankly. I file them all the way. I don't respond to a single one. It doesn't matter. Dude, I'm following a mission of God Almighty. You can do what you jump up and down, pee your pants, crap your pants, do whatever you want to do. It doesn't matter to me, man. You know, I mean, that's it. And and so these these media groups, and I'm not going to give the name of this one. I'm not building their brand. I will not give the name of it. I will not. And I won't give this dude, and I have a few other adjectives also I can give. I won't give his name out there either, period. But they've been trying to flag us for a couple of years now and putting out reports that we're some sort of an extremist site and with lunatics and MAGA people. Yeah. You gotta spit on the sidewalk when you say that. Chew tobacco, spit on the sidewalk, maga. <laughs> you know that's how that works, people. You know. And so they sent a, they they sent just this past couple of days here another uh, uh, another communication with the firm, and I just gotta it really is kind of humorous. They got, I gotta chuck a, a lot of the whole thing. And will not be responding to their request ever. But I wanted to talk to you about it, just because you're my friends out here. I figured, what the hell, I'll throw it out to our listeners, our family here at America Out Loud, and we'll just chew this around a little bit. But they took three pieces on the network. And just real quickly, the first one, a February 2023 article titled, Arizona Corruption, Katie Hobbs Belongs in Jail. Falsely claimed widespread fraud occurred in the Arizona's 2022 gubernatorial election. Now, that piece, that article, and show was put out by Tom Rentz, Attorney Tom Rentz. He doesn't even know this response came in yet, but I wanted to tell you about it. And they give a whole narrative of why they think it's wrong. But that's Tom Rentz's opinion. And you know what? I happen to honor free speech, even though the media guys don't, because that's my position. Even if it's a liberal position I don't agree with, I'll still honor it and I'll still publish the darn thing. Does that make sense? You bet your ass it makes sense. But that was the first one right there. The second one was March 2023 article headline, Laundering Through Ukraine and ESG, a shadow government is coming for your money. Okay, And this was by one of our brilliant writers, Wallace Garneau. They have problems with that as well. And they end each one of these, by the way, with this sentence. Does your site stand by this article and this message or is it or is a correction or retraction warranted? We are an opinion commentary driven site, you idiots. The third one was this. This is from the Breggins, Dr. Peter Breggin and Ginger Breggin. A February 23 article titled UF deaths due to COVID jabs, maybe as high as 278,000 cited a survey published in BMC, infectious diseases, blah, blah, blah. They don't like that one either. They ended with, does your site stand by this article or is there a correction or retraction warranted? Wow, wow, wow. All right, enough said, you get the picture. So this is what happens. Organizations like America Out Loud, who uh, are trying to beat to a different drum, who honor free speech, like diversity of opinion, diversity of thought, diversity of American traditions. uh, We are now the enemy. We are that because we're the people who love the Constitution. We're the people who love our flag, our patriotism. We love our freedom. So we are the enemy. You clearly, of course we are. Uh, who, who, Who are we kidding? Of course we are. Wake up, people. Of course we're the enemy. Happily, proudly. I wouldn't have it any other darn way. I love it. Of course I'm the enemy. Huh. I wouldn't change any of that, people. So this media site can put their hand, take their left hand and put it on the right cheek of their ass and hold it there until the wind blows. That's exactly correct. They won't be getting a retraction or a correction or anything else since this is the opinion of Dr. Peter Bregg. And it's the opinion of Wallace Garneau. It's the opinion of attorney Tom Rentsch. But it's okay for the rest of the media to twist, taint, lie, stand up and down and have an aneurysm or avoid the story altogether, AKA Hunter. That's okay. They won't correct those dudes. Why? Because people, they're all in cahoots. They're all in cahoots and they're after us. You better believe they're after us. So anyways, that's where I'm at today. And um, It's unsettling that we continue to have these conversations. But the point of it is, I want you to know, I want you to understand what's going on out there. I want you to understand the narrative, please. It's important. And it's important for you to also understand what we're trying to fight against here at America Out Loud. Now, listen, everything back there at AmericaOutLoud.com is, I mean, this is our out loud truth. This is what it is. And that means that is honoring our First Amendment rights because we choose to do that. Not that we're going to be in jail if we don't. No, we could be a lying bastards like the rest of them. That'd be perfectly fine. But we choose, choose to do that, friends. That is the difference. You understand? So that's the message today, friends, right there. Now, we're going to pause here a moment, bring on Dr. Paul Alexander will be on in just moments here. He'll have a few things to say about this. I can pretty well promise you that uh, because he was at the core of a lot of this stuff when it was happening back in the day. You know, he he was there at the core of it. Uh, now, I want to just remind you of the newest feature here at America Out Loud, AmericaOutloud.shop, uh, is where we have all of these great curated products there. And I want to, to encourage you to try from the wellness company. Uh, go ahead and try the spike support. It's got the natokinase in there and the dandelion root and uh, just amazing products in there that will fight that spike protein. A lot of people are suffering with that with long COVID and vaccine injuries and this sort of thing The build up a spike protein in the body is just not uh, not uh, uh, for the human body. And uh, people, they want answers on how to fight this back. Here's one right here. The natokinase is being very successful. Spike support is the way to go. Uh, Also, there's the wellness, One Wellness, where you can get all the doctor appointments and all of that as part of the plan. Uh, That's another opportunity. Take a look at One Wellness. You get 25% off those products. So we'll highlight that one today and we'll we'll talk about another one in the days ahead here. But anyways, you get the discount by going to AmericaOutloud.shop. And just click on the message there and you'll be entitled to the discounts that uh, you can uh, uh, get for yourself and your family friends. We're going to take a quick pause right now. We'll join you just on the other side here. You're listening to the voice of a nation. The silent majority
1: has spoken. We say, let the silent voices be heard. You can be the voice of change. Contact our producer at liberty Liberty at America Outloud. Millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of the toxic spike protein. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the Wellness Company designed their spike support formula to counteract harmful spike protein from COVID-19 and vaccines so you can feel your best. Go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Whether you're an independent, a
0: Democrat, or a Republican, one thing remains true airborne viruses love us equally. You've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the advanced nasal solution, Cofix Rx. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. Spray goodbye to colds and flus with a Cofix Rx nasal solution cleanse. That's CofixRx.com. Save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD at CofixRx.com. Welcome back to the Voice of a Nation, Malcolm at 8. And again, you'll catch the broadcast, friends, every day, Monday through Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the America Outlaw talk radio network, uh, iHeartRadio, uh, our free apps are uh, Amazon, Apple, Android, Alexa. You can get it all there, of course. As you know, all of our shows do go to podcast about a day, day and a half later. You'll catch them all on the podcast networks worldwide. You can listen to the broadcast here every day. Our show does play an encore the following morning. So today, as you listen to this at 8 p.m., if you are listening to it on talk radio, next morning, 8 a.m., you can hear the encore or catch it on podcast on demand. Dr. Paul Alexander joins me now, and he barely needs an introduction, but he is an epidemiologist, former senior advisor to COVID pandemic policy at the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, worked with the Trump administration closely throughout the COVID pandemic. Um, there's great books out there you'll find it in the America Out Loud bookstore, and has been a terrific voice for freedom. Uh, has his show, the Dr. Paul Alexander Liberty Hour. And that show you can catch right at America Out Loud Talk Radio on Saturday or Sunday at noontime, straight up Eastern time now. But of course, any time zone, just do the math and pick it up anywhere in the world. Dr. Paul Alexander, welcome to the broadcast here. Good to have you.
2: <clears throat> Thank you, Malcolm. Thanks very much. What an honor and a privilege to be on your show and to listen to that opening monologue. And um,
0: Comment on the monologue. Tell me what you think about where I was going, please.
2: Well, I think the most important thing is that, um, is that your audiences, are, they are critical thinkers. And that they don't just take the information or what they listen to. And uh, you really gave them an entire show in how you laid out the issue on the First Amendment. And uh, what what are the key issues is? The key issues are, and and the challenge here is, as you outline it, is that um, we have people in these various news organizations and entities who, they want to be the deciders of what is free, what is not free speech, and what you can and what you cannot say. But they want to make that decision based on the party or the persons that they support and back. So... They are Trump haters, period. This is all. This today remains to me, in my opinion, all about still President Trump. He still lives in their head. <laughs> and because you, America Out Loud, you have been a portal and a domain for free speech, particularly throughout COVID, though, though you have been on deck before, they can't get over that. Why? Because of the size of your audience, because of the reach of your audience. Because of the type of people you bring on to the show, the high level, trustworthy, quality people you bring on to the show, they are deranged by it. And the fact of the matter is that um, people like you are a threat because you are offering us, you are offering contrarians like me, skeptics, scientists and doctors who ask questions because we are trying to save lives and nothing worked in the pandemic. The pandemic was a complete failure. We were completely, completely lied to. And we were hurt. We lost lives. Yeah. People were damaged. We lost careers. We lost, we lost so many things. Hmm. And uh, you are providing us the, 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 the... Look, the legacy media. The legacy media cancelled McCullough, Rich, myself, Bregan. We were cancelled. We couldn't even publish scientific work in the academic journals. We couldn't even go onto the legacy media. We were on Fox News nearly every night. And all of a sudden, we even started to become cancelled there. Yet you have given us a platform to be able to articulate the contrarian point of view. Mm-hmm. So we can ask questions. We can inform the public. And the public could have trustworthy information, and the public could then balance our points of views based on what is being shoved down their throat daily by really a lying, duplicitous. Look, you, you didn't use the words that I use when I write. I mean, your public needs to, your audience needs to read my blog. I mean, I use words to describe the Canadian, the UK, the American media that I think is most apt. I don't even know if I can say it on your show. So I think that they are the most devastating, the fourth estate, most devastating aspect. And we are in this position today. We are in the position with COVID, the disaster it has been. They basically toppled a sitting president. This media, complicit with Fauci and Burks and the CDC and the NIH, they toppled a sitting president. Why? Because they were able to censor us, to work with big tech media like like Facebook and Twitter and google like, and and YouTube, et cetera, to provide one line set of information, and the public did not have the other side
0: Here, Here's what I really am perplexed with. I think listeners would love to know. Why do you think when you look at the media landscape, lock stock and barrel all of these media outlets, why have they all joined hands in such a way? that are so detrimental to the American landscape, to our society as free thinkers, contrarian thoughts, as you say. Why are they so in, in lockstep? They're like a parade of piranha. A parade of piranha is the way I describe them. Why is it? Why are they all
2: in the tank so much? What's going on, man? Well, well first of all, for my, um, I mean, you are probably more expert than me in terms of media, and you are. But I mean, my understanding is I I always when people ask me questions like what you just did, I say, look, first of all, you need to look at the continuum of what it is. What is a conservative versus a a Democrat or liberal person? So what is on the right side versus the left Mm -hmm. and what's in the middle? Mm -hmm. And I think we all people like you and me, we hover around the middle to the right. We hover around the right of the middle. We're not complete all the way over on the right, right side. Because I don't even know how to describe that. But to me, to me, the threat comes this way. We wake up in the morning and understand, me, that life, the problems in life and the challenges that I face in life and my family and people around me are problems with life and living. That we are God created. We come into this world. We have to deal with issues and surmount them the best we can. We try our best. We bring be our brothers, keep us how much we want, how much we can. And we try and we try and we try until they put us in that box down in that hole. And it's that simple to me. The people on the other side, they look at life. That's the left of that center. But over there, which includes the media, <clears throat> because they all come out to the same Columbia School of Journalism, to me, a bunch of whack jobs. And Now, this is my opinion. This is not your opinion, America Outlaw. To me, a bunch of deranged nut jobs. They look at life where every single thing in this world, every problem is man-made. Somebody did something to somebody. You did that to me, or you did that to her, or you did that to that group. And we can only solve it with government tax money, with a program. A government program is going to fix this. And how do we launch a program where we need to take your tax money? So they're living their heads, running around daily. How can we take Johnny's tax money so we could give to Susie, who does nothing because Susie is upset because somebody in life did that to her? Or, Or Jim is upset because his life is a disaster because somebody did that to him. Jim will never take ownership of what he did. He has no personal responsibility. No, 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 no. No, somebody. Something in life did it. So, okay, program, government program. Government program, tax money. So these people look at us as a threat. They look at us as a threat as to their way of life, which is only find ways to take Johnny and and Susie's and Katie's money so that we could live a certain lifestyle, an elitist lifestyle, and punish everyone, punish everyone for their hard work, redistribute the wealth. So it's a bunch of derangement. And the thing is, they absolutely hate America. How can I answer it other than this? I know so many Americans. I mean, I'm a legitimate, I'm a legal American. I live in New York, Buffalo. <clears throat> I talk to them. They have people who hate. And I ask them, I say, what, what are you, you're living here. America's been good to you. She, she's the only country worth saving. This is a country you fight for, the freedoms, the liberties, the justice, whatever's left of it.
0: When you say they hate America, I want to understand something here. My perception of that is... They it's not that so much that they hate America, they don't like the America the framers put together, the the America yes. that we are fighting to save. But, but what no, well, it's important if because they want to be here, what they're trying to do is make another America. You know, we talk about a red America and the blue America ball, you know, both yes. of these, and we really are two different countries. And it's crazy as I look at the states and the way people think, but they're trying to make America into a different kind of America. So they love that America. It's kind of whatever you want to call it. It's a Marxist America, but that's what they're trying to do. And they don't love this America, but yeah, it's it's a
2: little different than saying they hate America. They just have a different version of America. Don't you think? Of course. And they want to make, in other words, where they're coming from, they want to make America that. Yet What they want is all the trappings of America. Right, See, the wrong things over there that they didn't have, they want to get that. Well, they want us to
0: say, hey, Paul, I'm going to drive you one more point. They want the rest of us to work our asses off uh, to be able to provide for them while they have a nanny state. I mean, that's what they're looking for.
2: Absolutely. They want government cheese cradle to the grave. They want, they don't want to work. Listen, 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 listen. I come from the islands originally. I lived in Canada for about 28 years and the United States for four. And I went there to educate myself and so that I could find a way to help to to play my role in the world. Small little island boy, come from a little village in in a backward place, poor place. However, however, when I decided to leave and I said, "Okay, where are you going? Where are you going, Paul? Well, you ask any little boy, you go to the barrios in Brazil, down in the heart of Venezuela down into the poorest areas in Bolivia. And you see a little boy running around six years old, bare feet, bare back. And you say, where you want to go? What you want to go? Where? And in his language, you can't even speak it properly. He said, New York City. I want to go to America. That is what they know. America is the greatest country on earth. America remains the only beacon for hope. Yet, yet, there's this group out there who think that we have all those people in America working hard, paying their taxes, building a country. A lot of them are immigrants. Maybe a majority of them are immigrants in some capacity. 100, 200 years ago came to America, but full-blooded Americans today working hard. These people coming, these people who have come, they have this philosophy, especially those are there now, many in the Congress and Senate. I cannot believe that in, the American, in America... We have Congress people. When you listen to them in the well of the Congress and the the, the stuff that comes out of their mouths, you realize, well, how could have these people been elected to represent this country when every single policy that they bring forth on the floor, every bill is against America? Because that's how I judge it. I said, okay, this person just said that. How does that benefit America? And then you sit back and you say, but wait, That doesn't benefit America in any which way. Mm -hmm. How could they bring it to the floor for a vote? Because they don't care. America is almost a stepping stone to where they want to go. And they want to go into this sick kind of place where they remodel and they remake America into this kind of almost communist Tyrannical well, kind and they're down it. the
0: road. They're doing it, uh, Dr. Alexander. They're doing it. You know, this this whole thing, the censoring that went on, as you described throughout COVID, don't you think that was sort of a trial run? I, I almost get the feeling it was an experiment to see how how stupefied uh, the people would be uh, to be able to do everything, put the mask on, lock down, distance, stay in there, stay in the room, sh- shut up, don't step out of line, we'll sense you, we'll step on you. It seemed to me like it was an experiment for maybe something bigger happening.
2: Yes. And the thing about it, Malcolm, is look, at the end of the day now, we are three years, two months in, three months in. When we look at the data and the body of evidence today of every single thing, Mm -hmm. we know that government, this government, governments, they have three objectives. We've seen it play out now in COVID. They need to accrue power and take it. They're going to accrue that power and they're going to take it from you. And when they do, they will maximally abuse it. And they will never give the power back. And you can't comply your way out of that loss of power. If yeah. you think, oh, let me listen to the government and let me do this and let me do that. Right. Let me wear the mask and then they will, they will give me back my freedom. You saw over three years that every single thing they did to you and told you and imposed and mandated, they did not give you back any freedom. And more importantly, now you know, based on the science now, yeah. That every single thing was a lie. Right. Everything, Malcolm. Yeah, I, I, I want yeah, to yeah. say it. I want to say it. I want to say it in a way that your listener could understand me. Every single thing about this pandemic, this, this issue. I'm not saying that something wasn't released or we weren't exposed to something. Because many people had some sort of influenza-like respiratory type condition. And it was really difficult for elderly people, median age, 82, three underlying medical conditions. Key, that remains the key risk group. 82 years old, three underlying medical conditions. But I want to say it this way. And I worked in the Trump administration. I have been on the front of COVID globally, internationally. The entire pandemic was a fraud. The pandemic itself. Because two weeks in, we knew but the right. infection fatality rate was 0.05%.
0: And yet they still went with that narrative. Do you think there will ever be accountability for this, or is it too far gone now?
2: I think there will be accountability, but people like yourself must remain in the business to give us a platform. And people like myself, McCullough et al., we have to remain in the business, pushing, educating the public, a very smart public, I might add, critical thinkers, right. because what they did, Malcolm, was monstrous. Right. Oh, what yeah. they did to the globe. Well, it was a human
0: experiment is what it was. It was yes. a yeah, human experiment on, on steroids. And they put it out there and people are still succumbing to it today. But the bigger yes. problems we have, again, are the fact that people are following this advice. They're following the lies and the deceit. There's a good part of the population that is, I would say to you, Dr. Alexander, that is lost. I would sadly say to you when we talk about a red America and the blue America and where we sit today, let me ask just a couple of serious questions. Um, a, A very difficult question to ask you. I think you would probably agree with me if I say to you that none of us have ever seen America in the light of what we are seeing right now. We're seeing something so historic and we can all feel it. We can all sense that It's not business or life as usual. Things are happening all around us too fast, too furious. Now, we're at the point of where we know something historical has taken place here. We just know it. Now, I don't know if you agree with that statement or not, but that's a a pretty big statement for me to put out there. And what I want to ask you is, you know, a very difficult question. And I know there are a lot of ifs to it, but do you believe in your heart of hearts based on what I say there? Is America's best days behind it? or ahead of it?
2: I, I, I think it's a very important question. I think that um, I'd be honest, goddamn honest to you here. Before Trump, and I'm not, this is not about harping on Trump, because up to the Obama administration, um, I, I, I was dumbfounded and I said, how could they reelect somebody who, who, who made policy and decisions that hurt America? I mean, hurt America in so many different ways. And I thought that there was no way out. And then when Trump came, I have, I have concerns on reservations about some aspects, but I think on balance, he's probably one of the best people who could try and save America. I know there might be people like him out there too, not just him. We just need to find them. We need to get, let them emerge. I believe America's best days are still ahead of her. Hmm. The question is you, people like you can't bail. You have to hold steady. You have to hold it forth, so that those people that I am talking about could come forward. They are there. I I don't believe it's over. I believe though that if America falls, the unthinkable will happen.
0: Yeah, the the world is done. The world
2: is done. The world is over. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. it's done. Yeah, a
0: civilized world would cease to exist at that point. Sadly, Um, that's where the human race is. Humanity is really being put under a microscope right now, you know?
2: Well, Malcolm, a simple thing is this. The Second Amendment of the United States, your right to bear arms is what holds the world. I've argued this to people when I make the argument and explain it. They realize what I'm trying to say. I say, the Second Amendment of the United States is what has kept this world right now from falling apart. And they might say, how? I said, well... They have no other country with that kind of privilege. And you need to think about it. Well, it comes up
0: all the time. No, you're 100% right, Maul. It comes up all the time on this network, this platform, because back to what you've been saying, we have critical thinkers throughout our platform. We have the most amazing family of experts, our our writers, authors, our show hosts, uh, our people of expertise, top medical doctors, top engineers, top scientists, top military generals, Top intelligence i mean this is a it's it's a mecca for just well what you say uh paul critical thinkers uh people yes. who are they thrive on contrarian thought and want to put it out there and you know but that but you know that what really is sad is that it's really what our country was founded on and yet today we're being ridiculed and um stepped on uh for being critical thinkers paul you know right
2: sad yes you're being attacked and, and we've been hurt yeah. and damaged because of our critical thinking and our ability to want to exercise our freedoms. Yeah. That's the truth. And uh, we have to fight that.
0: I want to remind people, your uh, show, first of all, Plagues at Noontime, Saturday and Sunday, the Dr. Paul Alexander Liberty Hour is fantastic. And you'll catch it right on the network here. Uh, Saturday, Sunday on the iHeart Radio network. And also your book, the, the, uh, the, the book you did on Trump, it's in the uh, America Out Loud bookstore for sure. It's on Amazon, all the yes. bookstores. Uh, the title of that book, give it to us again, please.
2: Uh, the, the title, Malcolm, is Presidential Takedown. Presidential Takedown, you can get it on Amazon or Barnes or Noble. And really right. what I did was because of my position in the government yeah. and working as a advisor to Health and Human Services, I describe how fauci books, CDC, how they conspired on the inside to damage President Trump and his reelection and they did. and 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 that's the issue well they ran
0: the court of public opinion again they drove a different narrative but the problem is paul the media got behind them lock stock and barrel they lied like hell to everybody and everybody swallowed a hole everybody swallowed it man you know yeah and they're they're still swallowing it it's it's just a sad state of affairs and it and and this goes way beyond COVID now that's only one piece of this thing i mean the the media is lost they're sick Uh, It's it's awful. And these media groups are trying to come after us and accost us for the work we're doing because we honor free speech. Give me a break. I could care less what they think. Uh, Dr. Paul Alexander, thank you for jumping on here. The voice of the nation. Thank you, sir.
2: Thank you very much, Malcolm. And once again, I would end by saying there's only one you on America out loud. And every time I speak, I tell people we need support, but you need to find a way constantly to support Malcolm and America Outlaw because Thank they are you, giving Mark. us the voice that we don't have. Thank you very much, Malcolm. It's always an oh, honor. So I admire a- you. So.
0: Thank you so much. It is a privilege, uh, Dr. Paul Alexander there. All right, friends, we're going to take a quick pause and I want to come back with a, a very interesting segment on the with a constitutional scholar in just moments here. Uh, stay right there, more Voice of a Nation in just a moment. Out loud. Listen, I want to bring in a constitutional uh, scholar. Now, my favorite, uh, Paul Angle, joins us. Uh, you'll see, you'll hear him every day on the network, Monday through Friday, uh, weekdays. Uh, his show is it's just incredible. It, it, he's just working so hard out there, man. I have to tell you. 4 p.m. Eastern time, the Constitution study. Uh, You'll hear see his writings on the network and all the work he's doing. It's just a big part of our family here at America Out Loud, to be sure. Paul, we're talking today. I've been talking about this free speech. Uh, We had Dr. Paul Alexander on uh, talking about this takedown that's happening with the media outlets. But there's a lot of misnomers about free speech out there. You know, social media, media outlets, they're private entities. They can do what they want to do. I think the bigger problem is people are not a good judge of character. Even for the people who are elected to a high office, they also have a right to free speech. They're citizens. Can they lie to us? Yeah, they can. Do they lie to us? Yeah, they do. Do people buy it, hook, line, and sink it? Yeah, they do. And that's the problem we're having. But a lot of people need this point cleared up what free speech really is. It's a beautiful American thing, but we've lost, we've lost something, uh, Paul. We've lost a step or two, haven't we?
1: Yeah, yes, we have. Thank you for having me. It's always, it's always fun being here. You know, yeah, when we think of freedom of speech, we tend to think of a, a monolithic entity and freedom of speech is, it's an idea, right? It's the idea that I, not only do I get to express my ideas and by the way, it's it's closely, it's intimately related with freedom of press. Those two should yes. always be together. Yes. But it's, it's, if I'm going to be allowed to express my ideas, no matter how radical, no matter how far out of the mainstream, no matter how much they they rankle people, the right to be able to express myself means I must also make sure that the other person has the right to express themselves or conversely, not to express themselves. In other words, to not be forced to say something right. simply because it's politically correct or the current term for it is woke.
0: And, and you can do this without the risk of going to jail and be put in prison and even talk about the government that way, which you can't do in every country. Can't do it.
1: So that you're right. It's kind of the uh, the second part. So I said, you know, as an entity, freedom of speech, freedom of the press, or freedom to express yourself is an idea, hmm. In law, we have this concept of freedom of speech. that says the government cannot criminalize speech. They cannot label it as misinformation. They cannot label it as disinformation. They cannot censor no, it. Hold, is hold on now. Stop, slow center. down.
0: They've been doing what you just said, though,
1: right? Well, yes, because we the people, um, A, we hire idiots for uh, to represent. <laughs> sure. the government. Well, let me ask you this. You mentioned it, right? How can you tell when a politician is lying? Their lips are moving. But yet we hire liars, cheats and thieves to represent us, to do exercise our power in our name. And we do it over and over. Why do we
0: do that, Paul? Why do Americans do that?
1: I think because we've been uh, brainwashed into this idea of you have to have donkeys or elephants. And if you don't get the donkeys, well, the elephants are going to destroy us. Or if you don't get the elephants, the donkeys are going to destroy us. And we've never stopped to ask Are either the donkeys or the elephants actually doing what they're supposed to do as defined by the constitution that created the government we're talking about.
0: Yeah, uh, for sure, for sure. And, but again, this, this mis- dif- disinformation, misinformation have been so highlighted throughout all of the COVID years and all that we've experienced here. With the way the media is right now in our nation and, you know, we're being attacked. Those who honor free speech. Uh, you know, I, I was telling the listeners today, Paul, that uh, the network here, we honor free speech at America Out Loud. We're a commentary opinion driven site. That's the way it is. What I think is the beautiful thing about America is our diversity of thought, diversity of opinion, our, our diversity of feelings and who we are. The fact that we can all, I mean, we don't have to agree. We're not supposed to agree. I don't think God made us all in one like mind where we should all agree on one thought. People tend to get offended, though. If you, I even see people in my circle will do that. They, they're afraid almost to say their truth. I try to get everybody comfortable with, say your truth, whatever it is. It's okay. We can still do this as ladies and gentlemen, but that is lost in our country. Why is that lost, please? Do you have any idea?
1: Well, you mentioned part of it, right? We we want to find consensus. They the, they tried it in, in Babel. Uh, God decided that wasn't a very good idea, so he gave us different languages. I disagree with the idea of you have your own truth. Truth is you're entitled to your own opinions. But you're not entitled to your own facts and therefore your own truth. But you're right, we've we've gotten to the point where we've become so afraid of, of confrontation, of, of telling anybody they're wrong, yeah. that we we've kind of internalized that to you cannot tell me I'm wrong. I mean, you can we actually have professors that when you tell them that when they say two plus two equals five and you tell them they're wrong, they try to come up with some convoluted way to say, no, I'm right.
0: Isn't this and, why wokeism is a thing today? Isn't this why the trans community is trying to jam that down? Isn't this why that's all going on?
1: Well, it's funny because uh, my, my radio program for tomorrow is actually asked the question, why do they do things? And I was talking about <laughs> Target and, and Anheuser-Busch and yeah. Disney and the L.A. Dodgers. Right. Why do they do things that hurt what their stated objective is? Why do and they? I think and I can't tell other people's ride, right, but I think it comes down to one. We've developed such a myopic society. You, mm. you mentioned the news media. Yeah. Um, you know, they have a right to speak. They don't have a right to be for you to listen to them. But yet we've we've kind of got this this myopic view, this forced mm. presentation wow. that makes these fringe societies seem larger than life. So they're afraid they're going to be left behind or. They're afraid they're going to get bomb threats like Target did uh, or like uh, those that Antifa and BLM have went after. And they're they are afraid and they're afraid to stand up even if they know something is wrong or against those who say the most ridiculous, stupid, untruthful things. But we've become afraid to say, no, you're wrong. You're an idiot. Uh, You know, we we, we're, we're we've become cowards.
0: Mm, yeah, yeah, we're seeing it everywhere. I mean, it's absolutely everywhere. People are afraid; I th- they've been silenced uh, and and they've been uh, stunted. I mean, the the you know, if you don't accept their way of thinking, and you know, the other weird thing about this thing we're talking about right now, it's odd. I think that the one percent uh, they seem to be the squeaky wheel, and they get all the attention and jamming down all these ideas, pushing them down really a, a middle America's throats. Whether you like it, and it's across the board, it's everything, Paul. It's absolutely everything. It, well, you why, know, I, don't I, you see that?
1: Oh, yeah. And, and it's as I was saying, it's a myopic view. Yeah. When I was a when I was a young boy, I learned I learned photography from yeah. my father, my grandfather were professional photographers. And I learned this idea of how you frame a picture matters. And you can change a person's perspective based on how you frame the picture. Yeah. And all you have to do is imagine, you know, somebody who's got a a, uh, a little Hot Wheels car But they've got it in a venue And it looks like it's a full-size car yes. It's the same thing They're focusing on something so small But they're excluding its context Which makes it look like, like it's a really big thing When it really isn't it isn't. makes it even someone in your my position where we we hear things we assume that this is what everybody is thinking when it's really probably a very small percentage but they're the ones getting all the attention because the squeak is the squeaky wheel that gets the grease that's
0: it that's exactly it man and uh i i don't subscribe to that theory at all but we're seeing it everywhere All right. Let me uh, tell folks now, um, you hear Paul there. I mean, he's incredibly well spoken about all areas. And the thing about I like about Paul is he's also open minded, uh, but but incredibly intelligent about uh, what our Constitution stands on. So many other things to chat about here. But his show again, uh, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, the Constitution study. But also, he's got some great books as well. Uh, just go to the American Out Loud bookstore and type in Paul Engel; he'll come right up. Or go to his profile; you'll also see them. See him under under uh, our team, Paul Engel, right there, and you'll his books will be right there. So uh, check him out, please, and and uh, t- read his books and get a sense of what he's doing. Man, uh, he's he's just on fire. Uh, and loves our country, loves our constitution. This is again what I boast about all the time about our network here. Uh, friends, uh, it it is a journey now at this point and what we're up against. We are the majority, yet we act like the minority. We are the vast majority. We need to tell the 1% to shut up and sit down or maybe not shut up. Maybe that's too harsh since we want to give them their free speech. Or maybe we put our ears in our maybe we don't want to listen to them anymore Maybe we just need to be more discernful and decide which media outlets we're getting our information from our news from. There has to be change here. We're not we're not being a good judge of character. we're We're not that's the problem I think America's having. And where people too many people are trusting the wrong people, the wrong media outlets. They're taking all this information into their souls, and people are completely screwed up at this point. And, and some of them innocently enough, uh, they don't really know or understand what's happening. The vast majority of people understand that our country is in grave danger right now. It's in great. We don't overstate this, people. We don't do this to get a rise out of people. Uh, we do it because it's the God's honest truth. Uh, the country is in grave danger and it continues to decline. Every day I speak to you is another day of decline. And it's scary, it's it's downright scary. We need to stop that trend and we need to get people on board here and change the trajectory of a nation. That's our role, that's our job. It's been gifted to us by God Almighty. And it stands right here free, liberty and justice for all at America Out Loud. It's what we stand for people. And we're, we'll never back down, never. Thank you for joining me on the mission here. It's time to get involved and get loud. America.